It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up on today's Locked On Armored is a War Report Wednesday. We talk with our friends about this upcoming Auburn versus South Carolina matchup, how bad South Carolina is. It's a must-win game for the Tigers. And in the final few minutes of the show, we sit down with Auburn linebacker Chandler Wooten. All coming up right here on Locked On Auburn. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. It's a War Report Wednesday, so our guys Mike G and C-Dub with the War Report hanging out with us, gentlemen. Uh, how we doing recovering from this rough past uh, Saturday afternoon slash evening? That was a tough one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to get the license plate of the truck that ran us over, man. Yikes. Like that was that was rough. That was rough for sure. It wasn't good. How's doing a a post game show? Um, in that kind of uh, with that kind of a finish. Uh, you know what? People wanted to vent. Yeah, about what we saw, and you know, our post game is our immediate emotional reaction to what we witnessed. Right. Uh, nothing can be analyzed until we've watched film, but uh, it hurt. It hurt, man. I, I just a lot of people were hurt because of what was at stake too. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then Ole Miss goes out there and beats A and M, and then right. it just hurts more. You know, so. It yeah, what it's it like is. what needed to happen outside of our control did, and it's just like, man, what an opportunity that we just kind of let get away, but. Oh, well, it's still mathematically possible. Well, we need Arkansas to beat Alabama, and we need to beat Alabama. And, of course, you know, win out. And I think there's yeah. one or two other things. It's like a yeah, 0.4% chance of happening. Yeah. Like, eh, mathematically possible. There's a lottery ticket I bought yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, we'll see. Right. So, guys, um, we, we've taught quarterbacks all season, and um, – I know we've talked about the Bo Nix versus TJ Finley kind of conversation throughout the year and, you know, dating back even throughout the summer. Mike G, you've been high on Finley. What are you expecting to see from him this Saturday, and how do you think Mike Bobo and Brian Harson are going to use him moving forward? Whoa, hey, back up, Zach. Okay. I, okay. I've been high on hey, Finley. Clear it, clear it, clear it. <laughs> yes, there. please clear I, it up. I don't want to put words in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I have not been high on Finley. Okay. Um, I think that earlier this season he showed a lot of grit coming in and saving us from what was an embarrassed what would have been an embarrassing loss to Georgia State. Sure. Um, and, you know, through I think he's been a model teammate and he earned the chance. Now, this is not the way you want to see any player get the chance. Right. right? So, you know, before we move forward, uh, we need to acknowledge uh, what Bo Nix put on the line for his team on Saturday. Right. Uh, he went out there on a broken ankle. Now we, we know what we didn't know at the time was a broken ankle, but we know now it was a broken ankle. Sure. And just tried to grit it out. He led a touchdown drive on that ankle as well, too. Um, now, when we watched the film, I mean, he was all arms, dude. It was all upper body. He was physically hurt. Um, and just, you know, he's a competitor. And any competitor does not want to come off the field. He wants to be out there with his guys. He did that. Yeah, I didn't uh, realize you could physically do that stuff if you had a broken ankle. I guess at some point everything's pain tolerance, but... Man, yeah. 
Uh, I bet once the adrenaline died down after the game, oh, yeah. I, I can't imagine how much pain oh, he yeah. was in. Yeah, yeah pain, oh, yeah. man. So, um, again, wishing Bo a speedy recovery. Uh, you don't want to see any athlete lose their dream to injury ever, right? So, um, hopefully he makes a, a, a comeback and is as good as ever. Sounds like surgery as- went well. Um, so, hopefully yeah. now he's just got to do the recovery and the rehab. So They got him in there quick. Yep. So, uh, you know, he, I saw some pictures of him on social media, smiling, thumbs up with his fiance. Yeah, so, seemed in uh, good spirits. We know all things considered. So hopefully it's all good. Yeah. yeah so, um, now as far as Finley's concerned, right. uh, this is, I mean, here's the thing. This is his shot. Nobody knows how Finley is going to do. I've right. only said that we cannot judge Finley on the little that we've seen him, which includes Georgia state. Sure. You know, he won that game. Nobody can claim to know that TJ, is going to be a stud, right? But what it is clear is this is his chance to prove that he can be a quarterback at Auburn University. Mm-hmm. Now, many players have, you know, assumed the starting role because a player in front of them got hurt. Look all over the conference, man. Stetson Bennett right. won his job because of injury. Uh, you know, uh, Max Johnson, injury to Miles uh, Brennan. I mean, it just happens. That's football. So now he's got to prove that he can be the guy. And his leash, unfortunately, will be short. Because it's only three games. He's got three games to prove that he can be the guy. He's got uh, South Carolina, a warm-up, a team that he's already shredded. He debuted against them last year uh, and and cooked them for almost 300 yards and a few TDs. He's got an Iron Bowl where he can put his name in the record books with a win. And then, you know, he's got a bowl game. He's going to have a bowl game where he can go up against uh, some team that we never play and and figure out if he can be Some Big Ten or ACC team, right. Yeah, that's it. You know, now I don't think that it, he needs to necessarily win for it to be a success for him, but he's got to remove himself as a negative factor or why we would have lost. So if he goes out there and he performs well, you know, recent um, performances, I think that I can compare, you know, after injury would be uh, Mac Jones's first start after Tua got hurt was mm-hmm. the Iron Bowl. Right. They yeah. lost. He threw two pick sixes. But I remember watching that game and thinking, they're going to be in pretty good hands. He played well. Yeah. Outside of those two throws, he threw for 335 and four TDs. Right. You know, Finley, now I'm not saying Finley's Six got to Six TDs do all if that. you count the two that he threw um, for Auburn. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, now I'm not saying Finley's got to do all that, but uh, he's he's got to play. He's got to play well. You know, he's not a freshman. Yeah. Zach, he's not a freshman. Sure. And, you know, this is the nature of football. Some guys get 100 chances. Some guys get one chance. Some guys get no chance. Right. He's got two. He's had two shots at this now. At LSU and now at Auburn. And he's just got to go out there and take take advantage of what, what might be one of his final opportunities on the major college level to show that he can be a D1 quarterback. C-Dub, what are you expecting to see from Finley as far as usage? Do you think the offense looks similar? Um as if Bo Nix was in there, do you think they call things a little bit differently? They they have to call things differently because Bo adds an a, another dimension to your run game, especially when the plays break down. Bo is able to do some special things. And this year, I was impressed with what Bobo and Harson has been able to do in terms of allowing him to play within himself, yeah. within a new offense. Oftentimes when Bo utilizes talents, it's like a it's like a it's like being in an amusement park, right? It, it could be chaotic and it, then it's chaotic, right? Uh, but this year, Bo has has gotten a lot comfortable, especially after the after the Georgia State game, 
Bo's been able to scramble and actually make some plays. Uh, of course, he hasn't been able to do it against uh, superior competition or superior defenses. But I'm expecting with Finley for him to be more in the pocket for Bobo and Harson to call some quick passes. You're going to really see a lot of that with him. I'm curious to see what we look like in the red zone. Okay. Because that's where Bo Nix was very dangerous with his legs, and it allowed us to free up our running backs because you had to account for Bo as well. Uh, gone is the play where Bo would do the fake reverse and run around the end. Uh, Finley's not doing any of that. Right. So I'm curious just to see what happens specifically to our run game now that you can key in and focus on our running backs and no longer the quarterback. But in the passing game, Finley can make every throw that you can perhaps ask him to make on the field. It's just a matter of how Bobo and Harson scheme together a game plan to get guys open and allow an opportunity for him to get passes completed in a good enough time with our offensive line. Sure. Absolutely. No, I think all that makes sense. Great point about the red zone because, I mean, that's, that is where we've seen Bo do his magic with his legs, has been in the red zone there. And some folks have been kind of asking to see it more between the 20s, um, but obviously, you know, you don't want to do that because of injury. And, and like we saw, like we saw this past Saturday. So, do you think in the red zone it comes down to more in between the tackles with Tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter? I think it's going to have to be. Um, of course, I could see them using Sean Shivers in some creative way. Um, if it's not a sweet sweep, uh, a pass to him out of the backfield. Something something on the edges. If you want to attack the edges, I see Shivers coming into play. But definitely trying to run between the tackles with Hunter and, and Tank to see what we can do against the defense. And you got a chance to do it against South Carolina. Now, moving forward against Bama, I'm not quite sure. But... This weekend is going to tell us a lot about how this offense looks under Finley. Mm -hmm. It's going to look different in a lot of ways. Yeah, I, I think, honestly, the football is not that different. It's not that different under Finley than it, it than it was going to be under both. Finley's got to go out there and just prove he can complete passes. Okay. Yeah. He's got to prove that the that the um that the uh, passing game is going to be a threat to open up some lanes for these running backs because we have not been great in run blocking. It looked good to start the year, and then it fell apart. And right. as the year has gone on, this line has graded be out better at pass blocking game by game. Right? They graded out their best ever against A&M. And then they had a really good pass blocking day ag again against Mississippi State. But, that's, you know, we've got to make teams respect all aspects of this offense to help this O-line a little bit. Uh, in, in where they're struggling, and if he can't complete passes, they're going to play the run. Yeah, and they're and teams it's over. They if they can, can stop it, if they can play the run Saturday, it's over. Right, you know that's that's how we end up with you know when Bo is when Bo was most efficient, he was throwing the ball under thirty times a game, but completing a high percentage of his passes. Right, and it was opening up lanes, and then you see the running backs start to get loose, and, and they have to respect it or death by Bo. So right. here, here it is again. It's got to be death by Finley because I don't think I, what's on tape right now is, you know, uh, receivers, you know, uh, they've got to catch passes. Drops have been a problem this year. Um, uh, uh, all the excuses just have to go out the window. Like we yeah. cannot make excuses for TJ Finley. You're a D1 quarterback. Go out there, complete the easy, make the easy throws and, and just show the defenses that they have to respect it. So your running backs can get some room to operate. Right. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, it is a War Rapport Wednesday here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. We love Fetch Me. There's Look, there's a ton of different meal delivery services out there, but there's only one local one in the Auburn, Opelika, Lee County area. Other folks claim to be local. They're not. They're based out of companies like out of Georgia and things like that. Fetch Me Delivery is the only one. And uh, highly encourage you guys to check them out. I know a lot of folks coming in town next weekend for the Iron Bowl. Fetch Me can deliver to your hotel room or your, your Airbnb, wherever you're staying. FetchMeDelivery.com is the place to go. They also have a very easy-to-use app. And they're Auburn folks, and Auburn folks love supporting their own. So check out the great customer service that Fetch Me Delivery has and the great restaurant selection that they have as well. And when you place your order, use promo code LOCALMEAL to save some money off of that food for your friends, family, or even if it's just for yourself. FetchMeDelivery.com. Also, today's show brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love Prize Picks. I know you will as well. A ton of different props to bet on, ranging from all kinds of different sports. Obviously, college basketball is now on the app, which is very, very exciting. You can do the props based on points or rebounds, or if you want to move the football, uh, you could do passing yards or touchdowns. I mean, virtually anything. And you can mix and match the sports as well. So go to prizepicks.com or search Prize picks in your phone's app store. And when you make that first deposit, use promo code Locked On. You'll get a hundred percent match for up to one hundred dollars. Use promo code Locked On at PrizePicks.com today. War Report Wednesday, continuing on. Mike G and C Dub, our guest today. So, what all in y'all's mind is on the line this Saturday? As far as okay, Auburn has to win this game against South Carolina. Is it a must win, or is this season kind of mailed in? And it's like, okay, it's all about what Harson could do this offseason. How much pressure is on this team to win Saturday? You got to stop the bleeding. Like, you have to stop the bleeding. We yeah. got a two-loss two streak here. You don't want to make it three. And I, I think in year one, you don't want to mail anything in ever. Uh, there's so much to prove. There's so much to to gain with this team. And I, and I think this I think this win at least gives this guys an opportunity to refocus and go into Iron Bowl week uh, with it with a high sense of or, or a higher sense of morale. So I think you you got to play again. Harson talks about one and oh, so you, you can't have a one and oh mentality and mail anything in with X amount of games left in the season. So I expect them to at least come out and play with a chip on their shoulder. The defense has a lot to prove uh, after last weekend. Uh, they want to go out and show that, hey, that was an aberration. We're better than how we looked. And we want to go out and actually dominate uh, someone on the an SEC opponent on the road. Right. Offensively, you're breaking in a new quarterback. There's a lot to prove offensively as well. You want to show that, hey, we can run the ball even if you try to take it away from us. So there's a lot to play for, I think. And I think this coaching staff, that the key is – can this coaching staff get these guys to focus and get them to get up for this game? And I think I think that's what I'm interested to see is one of the things I'm impressed with is how prepared we've looked over the past several weeks going into the game. I'm curious to see if how we able to maintain it as the game goes along as South Carolina adjusts to things that we're doing. How engaged and how focused are we as a team from the players and coaches to come out and ensure that we do get the victory? Mike G, you in the same boat here? Yeah, you got to win. They're bad. They're not a good team. You can't lose to South Carolina. Yeah. 
I mean, it's just that simple. I, I don't care what's left on the table. You still need to beat bad teams. They're the next to worst team in passing, receiving, you know, total offense. Uh, you know, they're bottom four in rushing. This is not a good offensive team. Yikes. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know how else to say it, Zach. If you go out here and you lose this game, this is not a good look. It, it won't be because they have better, ta- more, more talent than us. It will be because we were not focused. Right. Uh, so your coach has to reset this team, prepare. You can still get a pretty good bowl game and finish a respectable eight and four given you had the second hardest schedule in the country this year uh, by, and, and you know, by all metrics, I mean, after it's over, when they re-rank the schedule, I think it, I'm pretty sure we will have had the hardest. So um, it was the second going into the season, uh, second only to Arkansas, mm-hmm. but you, you got to win this game, man. Go out there. I don't care who's the quarterback. I don't care if we ran wildcat the whole game. You cannot lose to Arkansas, uh, to South Carolina. Y'all think we will run any wildcat. That's always a fun conversation to have. Oh, God, I hope not. Oh, man. That is now a possibility. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know I said that, but please, Lord, no. That may be a possibility if, if now. You, uh, if you had to say, okay, this guy gets, you know, three Wildcat snaps this game, who are you picking? The ghost of Cam Newton. <laughs> I mean, uh, give me uh, give me give me natural wide receiver Kobe Hudson, high school quarterback. Maybe he's still got something in his arm. He's got the athleticism. I mean, I don't know. I saw I saw Jarquez Hunter throw a pretty sweet yeah. pass on a on yeah. a on a reverse. All right, kickoff, whatever that was. I mean, it was on target. Uh huh. Nice uh-huh. spiral. Sure. I would go with Jarquez. Jar- That's a fun one. I would go with Jarquez. I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, Jarquez under. I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, that- you need you need a guy. If he's going to keep it and run up the middle, I I, I like Jarquez. Sure. Okay. I, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Um, As far as, you know, the fan base's support around Harson, I mean, I, I think Saturday is such a big deal. Because if Harson loses against South Carolina, like you said, they're not a good football team. I don't care that you're in Columbia playing it. And then, you know, I, I, I think if you have a hard time beating them, you're not going to win the Iron Bowl. And it's all of a sudden, it's like, man, after all that excitement, I mean, just hope has been sucked out of the program in just a few weeks going into the, you know, the first true offseason of the Harson era. That's a big deal. That's a really, really big deal. You you guys have referenced your conversation with Alan Green this past offseason, and he talked about hope. You felt a lot of hope disappear from Jordan-Hare Stadium about halfway through the fourth quarter this past weekend. Yeah, I know we don't get a chance to recap games with you very often, but I will tell you that I think that the coaches wear that loss on Saturday. Sure. Yeah. Both sides of yeah. the ball, all of it, like roster management, play calling, all of it. And – um. Mike Leach famously now said going into halftime of that game to his offense, if we execute, they can't, they can't stop us. What an iconic thing. If you're Mississippi state. Right. And then look what they did. Um, Now I will say this about Saturday. Uh, Will Rogers has done that to everybody this season. His lowest passing total was against NC state for 294 yards. Zach, he has carved everybody up. He threw for 408. On AM, 300 it's on the, Bama. It's the six touchdowns in a row 
that I think is kind of yeah. hitting a little different, though. So, you know, again, a, a, a lot of people were like, why were we only rushing three? Why weren't we blitzing more? All the advanced metrics say that blitzing him is not a great idea. And so he, we blitzed him 16 times in that game, and he threw four of his touchdowns while we were blitzing. So for a guy that doesn't hold on to the ball very long, he always finds the open guy. If you're blitzing, somebody's open. And so you, you, I mean, again, what that does is, is that puts your 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 DBs on an island, and they have to cover. And there's not a great defense for the perfect pass. He was pinpoint accurate in that game. I mean, I'm and I'm not making excuses. You 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 can't let them march up and down the field. But I will say, nobody has really stopped him from doing that this year. You've got to so, you've got to figure something out though. Like you have to change something, even even. I, in that situation, like something has to change if you're Derek Mason, I believe. I, 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 I mean, I, I that was been my sentiment. Even though, yes, you do have advanced statistics that say that if you pressure him, uh, he's going to carve you up. But you, he's already carving us. What up you're doing's not, not working. Him. So, like, yeah. yeah so, I, I, yeah. So it's like I think people wanted to at least see an attempt at something. But I'm a, I'm gonna be honest with you, Zach. When you get up on someone at halftime and you want to pull away the ability to run the football and bleed clock. There's no way a team that that's, that's air raid should have won the time of possession the way Mississippi state did. That's right. their thing though. They've done it all year. Those, you know, the, the dink and dunk, they're just four yard yeah. pass the crap out of you. Yeah. It's their, so, their short passing game is their running game though. So when you don't drop passes, those four yard passes are good as good as four yard runs. Then all of a sudden yeah. over the course of, you know, 60 minutes, your defense is out there for 40 of it. It's like they're exhausted yeah. and they just wear yeah. you down over time. I mean, Great we game ran. plan by Mississippi State and their philosophy. When it works, it really, really works. It doesn't really seem to be like any in between. Um, yeah. But I mean, props to I, I gained a lot of respect for Mike Leach this weekend. I, I really yeah. did. Yeah, you know we have Chris Todd come on all the time, and he he did his first two years in college. That's right. Mike yeah. Leach. So he he talks to us a lot about Mike, Mike, what Mike Leach like the latitude that Mike Leach gives his quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, and the freedom within the system that he gives his quarterbacks as long as they're accurate. Right. right. So uh his his system requires you to make passes. You cannot throw errant passes in his system because again, they don't want to run the ball. They don't even yeah. try really. Right. So right. um your quarterback, your quarterback has to throw and your receivers have to catch. And we just didn't do a good job. We only ran two offensive drives in the third quarter of that game coming out. Right. So they did. They held they played keep away. And um, the play calling to start the second half, I thought was a little curious to me. Uh, we ran. We tried to sweep with Robertson. It got stopped and right. then we tried to run up the middle. And then we were behind the chains. We got right where Harson said he doesn't want to be, which right. is third and long. And then we punted to them. And then we did it again. Uh, we, we, we moved it across half field and missed the field goal. And, you know, uh, I know Carlson is hurt again. Can't, you know, well wishes to Anders Carlson, but, you know, he was kind of trended down going into this game. Those three field goals, there are nine points left on a, on the field in a game that you lost by 12. Right. Right. So it is, it is just, I just don't, I'm telling you, like, I'm looking at, uh, did we lose by 12? I don't know if we lost by 12, but we lost. Lost by too lost much. By nine. Two, two scores. Lost by two nine. scores. Yeah, We're up 28 to three. Scores. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. So, like, I just really felt like, um, uh, they there were some things. There's a lot to, to work on there. You got to get it right going into. There's still a lot to play for this for this 
coach. Now, I've said this. Sure. A lot of people didn't like the statement, but um, even the greatest coach we know to don't, ever do don't it. Don't do this. Don't do went, this. Went seven don't and six this. in his first year. Don't do it, Mike G. Nobody's immune. Nobody's immune from a bad first year. But that stat doesn't matter. I, I went on a thing about this yesterday. That thing, okay. like the stat, but I mean, a lot of coaches go seven and six. Like, that's not why Saban's good. Yeah, I'm just saying the expectations have to be realistic. If you're the best to ever do it and you're not immune to a seven to six season, neither is Harson. Saban was also down. recruiting at a very high level when he went seven and six. He was, yeah, but like, I mean, it, I, I, I mean, you, yeah. you guys make you guys make fair points, but I, but I think what what Mike G is saying is that depending Harson is coming in just like Saban coming in and having to transform and create his team culture, from the ground yeah. up. That doesn't necessarily, and I think what Auburn fans have gotten used to, we've gotten used to instant success. I think that was perhaps the curse of our last coach is that. that we came within 13 seconds of a national title. Well, what's missing in the fine print is that that guy was only gone for like less than a year. Right. Those players knew him. They knew his system. Actually, they knew more of that system than whatever Chiswick brought in mm-hmm. with that OC. So it was easy. The transition was easier for him. You're talking about a complete overhaul of your team. So the point there is that sometimes we get excited because we know the talent we have, but they were not recruited by this coaching staff to play in this system. So there's going to be some bumps along the road. There's going to be some setbacks. There's going to be some inconsistency. There's going to be times where we look like we're catching on and then Mississippi State happens or A&M happens. And so I think what fans have to understand is that it's going as you're building your program. It's not going to look pretty at the beginning, especially if you're building something completely different from what we had. And Harson is different from anything we've had in a long time. Gentlemen, how can folks uh, catch the war report, follow you guys, subscribe and all that good stuff. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, become an insider. Check out. We, I mean, we don't have, we got two film reviews left. Hopefully they're more pleasant than the one we did I hope uh, so. on last Saturday's game. I hope so. Um, uh, but we've got some other. We're covering basketball as well, too. So, uh, you know, Ike went down to the game and covered that, and we're we're venturing out a little bit. So find us on YouTube. We're The War Report on Twitter, Instagram, TW Report on TikTok. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Be sure to check out The War Report on all social medias and especially on YouTube. Become an insider. It's worth every single penny. And I'll talk to you guys next week. This is it, the putt to win the tournament if you sink it, the championship is yours, but on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power through your growth. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. If you want to be one of those businesses, check out NetSuite today. Over 27,000 businesses have already used NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-the-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Check it out, netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Check it out at Built.com. All these bars look and taste like a candy bar covered 100% in chocolate. They're delicious, very high in protein, very low in calories, very low in sugar. Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That's at Built.com.
And joining us now on Locked on Auburn, Auburn linebacker Chandler Wooten. Chandler, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good, man. I am good. I uh, I imagine that was a tough one to um, you know, to kind of digest uh, to digest after the fact, but you know, kind of what was going on in your mind, uh, you know, after the game? Yeah, that, that that was tough. You know, just to you know come out and start fast the way we did, and um, just to, you know see the game unfold the way it did, and um, yeah, it was tough, um, especially you know with what we were trying to play for um, and the opportunities that we had in front of us. Right. Um, so you know it was definitely tough, especially after the game. Um, you know, especially coming in yesterday, you know, watching the film, and, you know, just seeing how you know everything happened. You know, kind of was self-inflicted, and so. Um, you know, it's really no one else we can blame but ourselves. Um, so now we just got to, you know, get back to work. I'm um, just trying to get better. Obviously a strong start offensively and defensively. Did something change? Did something happen? Was it something that the Mississippi State did or something that, that you guys changed up? Or was it just an execution thing and it just kind of, you know, didn't unfold the right way? Yeah, I really think it was an execution thing. Um, you know, just came out swinging, um, executing on both sides of the ball. Um, and then, you know, just kind of once they got the momentum right before halftime, uh, they came out, scored again. And, um, you know, you just kind of felt the energy shift. Um, and so um, I think they came out in the second half and did some different things than they did in the first half. And um, they made some adjustments. And um, that's credit to them. Um, that's a good football team. And so, um, you know, but obviously you can't you can't blow a, a, a 25 point lead at home. Um, right. It's pretty acceptable. And so, um, yeah, it's tough. It's, it's a hard one to swallow. Um, but. Um, now we just got to use it as uh, fuel for for this week. Sure, and then you know just to to throw, you know, so, some more things into the fire. I mean, you lost a lot of key guys. The reports coming out, Bo. It sounds like his surgery went well, uh, but you know, hopefully a quick recovery for him. Anders Carlson is another guy. He appears to be liked by everyone in the locker room, and obviously a really good kicker. Um, you know, you being a leader of this team, how do you kind of say, hey guys, we got to focus on South Carolina this Saturday? Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, just everybody has to step up. You know, now we're missing some key pieces. Um, you know, we've kind of dealt with injuries all year, but, you know, now it's like we're going to be without them for the rest of the way. And so um, I think it's up to us, you know, as their brothers, as their teammates to, you know, kind of just pick them up, um, you know, carry carry it on the rest of the way. Um, and that's the best thing we can do for them. Um, I, I know they want nothing more than to be out there with us, um, but if we can finish it here strong, um, you know, it'll be a positive note, you know, heading into next year. And so, my thing is just about everybody staying focused at the task at hand. Um, obviously, we got a lot of work to do um, in a short amount of time to do it. Um, and so um, I think right now it's just about finishing strong, um, you know, just playing with a lot of pride um, and playing for the guy uh, beside you. And so um, I think that's where we're at right now. Chandler, I hate that uh, right now I'm, I'm only asking you bad things, but um, TV Moultrie made a, an outstanding play um, rushing the passer and then, you know, the the stadium's erupting you know the defense is fired up and then a few seconds after the play the refs get together and say it's being reviewed for targeting and then as we all know they uh, they said that it was what do conversations look like you know from the coaching staff to guys like that when they make a really good play and they're put in a situation where like he was going for the football because he thought he was going to throw it and he tucks it in and then you know, his, their helmets touch, so by the letter of the law, they're able to call targeting on it. How do you – I mean, what's the conversation around that? Um, I think it's extremely tough, um, especially when you got a play earlier in the game where 
Um, you feel like it should have been, you know, if anything was targeting, that was targeting, um, you know, in my opinion. But um, it's just tough. I mean, it's really no way around it. I mean, now we're missing him for the first half this week. Um, and so um, it's unfortunate, but um, that's football. Um, and that's why you, you, you prepare everyone, you know, every single week. Um, and so with guys like TJ, guys like whoever's going to play and, and place a TD um, are ready to go at all times. And so um, as a team, we've got full confidence in everyone that's going to step on the field on Saturday. Um, and now it's just about, you know, going out this week and executing the right way um, and practicing how we want to play um, and bringing that energy to practice so it can translate to Saturday. And so um, I think right now it's just about, you know, everybody getting on the same page. Um, and that's one thing I like about this team. Um, they don't have a lot of complaining in the locker room. It's not right. a lot of pointing fingers. It's not a lot of none of that because obviously everyone could have played better on Saturday. It's a lot of things that we all did um, to contribute, contribute to that loss. And so um, now it's just about licking our wounds, um, taking it like a man, taking it on the chin. I mean, learning from it and growing from it. You're a team captain on this team. Have you had a, a conversation with TJ yet as far as him getting I know you are a huge supporter of Bo, and, and now I know you're a huge supporter of TJ. Uh, have you had that conversation yet saying, hey, man, we're behind you? Uh, no, I haven't. Um, just simply for the fact that um, TJ is the kind of guy who I, I feel like necessarily doesn't really need that. Um, he's okay. got a lot of confidence, man, and it's uh, it's crazy. Um, just, the, you know, he's still a young player. Um, but the co- kind of confidence that he possesses, I know he's ready to go. Um, I see him. I see him every every day, you know, at practice and the way he prepares himself. Um, and so I have no doubts, you know, he'll step in and do a tremendous job. I'm um, gonna carry the torch on, um, you know, and place a ball. You gotta think that there's extra confidence there because you know you look at all the games that he started at LSU last year. His best outing, I think, undoubtedly, was his performance against South Carolina. I mean. That's got to help, right? As far as, uh, you know, going into this, like, okay, I've been able to beat these this team before. There's not a whole lot uh, different happening on that side of the football. Does, does that help when you've had success against the team previously going into it the next year? Yeah, I'm sure it does. Um, it gives you, you know, confidence like, okay, I can do it. You know, I've done it before. So now um, I know I can do it again. Um, but obviously, you know, it's a new offense, a new scheme, new players around them. Um, you know, just I knew everything. And so, um, I, I know, you know, in his mind, you know, he's not going to, you know, really, you know, fall back on that necessarily. And he's going to attack this week um, with the right mindset and, you know, just the right attention to detail, you know, just everything he needs to do to prepare himself, you know, to give Auburn the best chance to win this Saturday. Sure. Absolutely, man. Um, as far as preparing for the task at hand, like you said earlier, what um, what do we know about the South Carolina team? What's kind of standing out on film when you study them? Um, they play extremely hard. You know, they're a team who's trying to, you know, get bowl eligible. Um, so we know that. We understand that. Um, we're going into a hostile environment, you know, playing a night game there. Um, so it's going to be electric. Um, and then you look at both sides of the ball. Like I said, they play extremely hard in the offense. You know, they run the ball very well. So um, they got a really good running back. Um, so some, some key uh, good key pieces up front. Um, and so, they, you know, they just got playmakers. And so obviously, you know, they have a new staff as well. Um, and so I know they're trying to, you know, end this year the right way as well. And so. Um, we're definitely going to have our hands full. We're going to get the best shot. Last year, uh, this Auburn team was was upset by South Carolina. I think that was kind of a shocker by a lot of folks. Is that is that being brought up at all this uh, this year? Uh, not necessarily. You know, new team, new staff. Sure. Um, new, so um, we just came off a week where, you know, we lost a game. We felt like we shouldn't have lost. And so, um, 
um, that's that's the SEC. Um, you know, it's a week to week league, and um, so now we've got to shift our focus to South Carolina, um, which we started doing on Sunday. Um, and so now it's just a brand new opportunity for everyone to go out there and play their best ball. Coach Harson always tells us, you know, every single week come game day, you should be the best player you've ever been because um, you have the most experience you've ever had. You've had the most practice you've ever had. Um, and so I think that's the important thing to remember this week is how, how are you going to get better? You know, what are you going to do to help the team get better? Um, and so right now it's all about the team. Um, it's easy, you know, let your mind drift towards the end of the season, especially when things have gone the way they have the last couple of weeks for us. Um, so I think it's up to us leaders um, to, you know, keep everybody focused. And so that's, you know, kind of where I'm at with it right now. Absolutely, man. Hey, best of luck on y'all's trip to uh, to Columbia this Saturday, and hopefully you guys come back with a W. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, that does it for today's edition of the show. We'll be back tomorrow to continue talking about this Auburn-South Carolina matchup. Follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnAuburn. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackerby. And if you're watching on YouTube, please like the video. Click subscribe. It means a ton. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.